0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of While We Were Working. It's the show that helps you become a better people leader. This week, we are talking about two topics that might come up in your business this year. You just never know. This episode, we're talking about PTO trends and more specifically, unlimited PTO trends. And there's an article that breaks down three trends that you need to know. The other piece at consultant's Corner is an actual question that we got in our consulting history over the years. It's as help. One of my employees is in jail and I'm not sure what I can do. Stick around and you'll get our expert advice. And as always, if you'd love to connect with us, reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com, where you can sign up for a free 15 minute consultation for employee handbooks, recruitment, payroll support. HR Outsourcing, you name it, we're here to support you. As always, I'm joined by my awesome co host, Summer Ketchard. So, Summer, how's it going?
1: Hey, Joey, it's good. You know, it, it had been uh, quite a bit rainy over here in San Diego. Uh, but We're trying to dry out and uh, make the best of it, get ready for spring. But how are things with you over there?
0: You know, not too bad. I was telling you before the show that, uh, this is the time of year where things like to break down in my house. It got to have repair folks come and take a look at it. But thankfully, uh, you know, we're in a, in a good spot. We were able to, to save some money. So, um, other than that, things are going well. well um, let's go ahead and jump into, into our segment while we were working. And uh, this is the segment where we talk about the trends and topics that you need to know. Uh, but you may have missed because you were too busy working. So uh, let's talk about this HR dive article here. It says three charts breaking down unlimited PTO trends. Now, for those of you who are not in the loop, unlimited PTO doesn't mean that you go to your job, you clock in, and then you take PTO for the rest of your time you're working. It literally just means that your company doesn't have a reserve or a limit or a bank of time that you can take on PTO whether that be for personal matters or sometimes even for uh for health matter. But Summer, what stood out to you in this in this article from HR. Uh
1: thanks Joey, and yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I I think I love it when um there is really easy-to-consume information, especially on a topic such as unlimited PTO, which is something we've talked about many times on the pod, and it's a regular topic with our clients. So I felt like, gosh, what a great, great article to talk about. And it really focuses on um, three trends as it comes down to unlimited PTO. And I think it gives us, Joey, a little bit of an update from what we've been following and working on in this space for the last several years that's kind of now uh, a look right in terms of survey data to f- better understand like where where have we been right and where are we now And the first chart in this article uh, talks about what paid leave systems do employees offer and, of course, it was a little bit surprising to me, but when you refer to the chart, uh, despite unlimited PTO being a really popular topic for the last few years, few employers say say they actually un- offer unlimited PTO. And to kind of break that down, uh, approximately half of the companies maintain. Uh, a traditional like separate vacation and person time um, and sick time bank. Roughly 41 offer a paid time off bank, which would be those items I just mentioned, but all bundled together. And approximately 9% offer unlimited PTO. And that's just, that was so surprising considering it's been such a big topic for the clients that we've worked with. But what are your thoughts immediately on those numbers, Joey?
0: Well, you know, numbers like this are always interesting anytime you have research. It, it, the question is how many people were surveyed and from what industries or backgrounds? And so I don't quite know the uh, me- methodology around the survey, but if I were to take the numbers at face value and process it and make some ideas around it, I would say that maybe the idea of unlimited PTO is aspirational for more employees than it is for employers, and uh, there's might be a disconnect between what people want and what they're getting. But then also, uh, there's a chart later on that kind of talks to the the barriers to that PTO uh, being unlimited, and mm-hmm. the fact that. Uh, there are just certain challenges that that prevent people from getting to a yes with unlimited PTO and, you know, Jumpstart can help you with those challenges. But uh, And we offer unlimited PTO ourselves, but um, it's very interesting. It it reminds me that, you know, my view of the world or your view of the world is is just one view and there are uh, a lot of people out there um, might think, differently about about unlimited pto
1: yeah I, I agree i agree with that wholly and you know i think if i was to take this information that we're looking at uh you know approximately nine percent of employers offering unlimited pto i think it goes back to support some of what we've actually had conversations about previously which is if you are an organization who is willing to uh, to offer and able to offer an unlimited PTO plan and enhance your your benefit package for your team members I think this is just another indication that you can set yourself uh, in a category that fewer uh, that few companies are in right to have that competitive advantage So I think that's definitely one thing that I took away from this but I was surprised that there weren't more. Uh, there was only approximately uh, 266 uh, employers uh, surveyed, and this was October of 2023, so a very small sample. But I think it's still telling that um, there's not as many adopting this as I had initially expected to see in those numbers.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and thanks for that, the two hundred and sixty-six employers. Uh it makes me wonder, you know, the size, the industry, uh, whether they're uh brick and mortar or they're folks who are remote. Uh but one of the interesting things on this on this first chart about paid leave systems that I, I it keeps me up at night is that half of these groups are tracking separate vacation and personal and or sick time and to me i mean summer you've been in hr for quite a time i've been in hr for quite a time and what's one of the things that uh, hangs up in florida's most is tracking appropriately uh mm-hmm. and messing <laughs> messing that up right so let's say somewhere during the pandemic company allowed people to to move to another state and uh that state has different uh, paid time off uh, requirement uh, probably more stringent, and if that company is not tracking the appropriate sick time or offering and offering the appropriate sick time, it could get them in in a, a bit of a, a bit of a pickle. So, you know, it's um, it's crazy that fifty uh, percent of the country is still doing this unblended sort of approach, let alone mm-hmm. not doing unlimited EO but it's just a reminder that there's an opportunity for you uh, who are tuning in to take a look at your policies, to see if you're tracking um, those lead balances correctly. So uh, yeah, those are those are my thoughts on on that one right there.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you make some really great points. And when I reflect back on the conversations that I've had with clients who have moved in that direction, uh, there's a variety of reasons that that they decide to do so, but certainly the ease on the compliance front is one uh, that's very important, as well as um, not having to accrue for the liability of cashing out vacation or that combined PTO in states where that's a requirement. So it's like, okay, well, you know, we're winning on the compliance front. Team members uh, are winning in terms of having a limited time off, but when You know, we also look at one of the charts, Joey, that's in this article that I I really did like. It sent a very clear message that even the organizations who have moved to this unlimited PTO model have primarily started offering it in just the last four years. So yes, the numbers are small, but it's also relatively new. So I think if I was to get out my HR crystal ball, I think we give it time and I think we will start to see a larger number adopt this. It's just it's very early on for this type of concept.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that, Summer. I think with the idea of unlimited PTO being being relatively new and then even four-day work weeks being even newer, I think both of those trends are things that will only grow uh, in time with respect to uh, who's, who's utilizing them and, and how. So I'm definitely with you, with you there.
1: You know, it makes me think of Joey. It makes me think of like just a number of years ago, you know, if I was like, hey, Joey, everybody's going to work from home. You would have been like, I mean, you, you would have embraced it. But I think, you know, most companies would have been like, that's too, that's too far of a stretch. Like we're like, you know, maybe a day, maybe two. And to me, it feels a little bit the same. Right. That like yeah. unlimited PTO for a lot of organizations feels like such a big stretch, like a huge departure. Yeah. But, you know, let's give it some time. And I think. Again, my opinion is, I, I think after companies start to compete fiercely for talent again. And need to find ways to up their offer, perhaps not on a salary front. Something like unlimited PTO can be the thing that sets one offer apart from the other. So I think it's definitely worth considering.
0: Yeah, worth considering. And it's worth us taking a look at those those PTO hurdles here Mm -hmm. uh, in this third chart. Uh, The main one at 52% being uh, a heavy workload. And then uh, one of the smaller ones there is uh, inadequate staffing or lack of management support, lack of leadership support. These are all items that are symptoms of other issues. And So the idea of, for example, having a heavy workload, and that be the reason why you wouldn't be able to offer a limited PTO, maybe the idea of looking at workloads and why they're so heavy. And if that heavy workload is having an impact on your the mm-hmm. experience their engagement their productivity because just because the workload is high doesn't mean the productivity is high it just okay. means that you've given your employees a lot of work uh, so so just take a look at uh, your workloads and see if they're balanced um, another one here is um, that uh, there, there's inadequate staffing uh you know one of the things that is essential for an element a, a of PTO, is some sort of coverage system, backup system, either share tasks with a colleague or just say, you know what, these things can get picked up when I come back. Uh, So looking at your staffing models to understand if you really have a, a, a team in place that can win through not only a limited PTO, but just win because they're set up for success in general. I think this last chart highlights more Systemic things to fix, uh, rather than their true reasons why a limited PTO. PTO.
1: What a great segue, Joey. Thanks for setting that up. Because when I think about, you know, really getting to the root of, you know, how to solve for some of the challenges that may present themselves, uh, that's what we do here at Jumpstart. You know, we work with companies who have a goal uh, or they have an idea. Uh, or they have a problem, and they're not quite sure how to navigate it. Uh, so if you're listening to this, and you're thinking, gosh, I could use a little bit, or maybe a lot of bit of expert advice, your friends here at Jumpstart, uh, would love to chat with you. And uh, yeah, you can reach out to us via email if you want to, uh, hello at jumpstart-hr.com. You can find us on our website, um, and of course, um, reach out to us, and we'll set up a quick fifteen-minute phone call, and see what we can do for you.
0: That's it. Okay, so let's switch gears and jump to the uh, segment of the show called Consultants Corner, and Consultants Corner is where we chat about our views from the trenches, experiences we've had. And we respond to questions that come in either from our clients or our uh, listener and and viewer community or things that we see on the internet that we think, oh, we should talk about that on the show. So uh, this week, we've got the question that came up and I've (laughs) got to hear about how this came up somewhere. But um, it says, help, one of my employees is in jail. I have looked all over the internet, and I'm not sure what I'm allowed to do. So, first of all, just thinking, you know, there are a lot of questions that I might have. What happens if someone's in jail? But but, Summer, could you give some context to, you know, uh, this question or what people should think about and consider? I'd love to hear your your thoughts on this. I know you you got a thought-out plan. Uh, but also I'm curious, is this something that you see often? Um, uh, let me know.
1: Oh man, Joey. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those situations that I don't think most companies are prepared for and definitely should be, uh, because this is not the first time that I've seen this happen. I think it's probably the third or fourth time that I've seen it happen and, you know, I think as an organization, we need to have a plan um, and not, you know, not be trying to figure it out when something like this occurs because it is so time sensitive. And then, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about this specific situation, but I also wanted to talk about variations of it that companies might see. And in this situation, uh, there was a team member who was... Um, who was in jail and actually called the employer to let them know, Hey, like I'm, you know, I'm being held. Um, I'm hoping to be released on bond. Um, but just FYI, like I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it to work. And, you know, then of course the client was like, "You know, what do I do? Help us out here. Um, so there was a lot to kind of talk through, but I've had, uh Different versions of a similar situation that I think would be kind of cool to talk about. But have you ever run into that situation, Joey?
0: You know, I have not run into that situation on the on the employer side. I, I I'll tell you though, I I had an interesting experience in uh, in traffic court. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, I, this is many many years ago, way before the company was started. but Many many years ago. I was uh, in a town uh, for traffic court, and I don't even live in the state, but I was there for an event, and uh, the police stopped me. And so I was like, well, I don't think I did anything wrong. With some of those support court. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But before my time to stand in front of the judge and, and talk about my case, I I noticed that many people were opting instead of bank by to uh to spend you know a weekend in jail or a couple days in jail and i just was thinking to myself even then you know that feels like such a disruption to your life if you have a job <laughs> where you know you're you're willingly going into to jail and disrupting life outside of jail so it made me think about you know well how often do, does this happen? Um, it, it doesn't come up much on my, on my end, but it, it struck me. It definitely struck me uh, as a part of, a part of life and a part of the world that uh, fortunately I don't see too often, but just because I don't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so I'm even glad that we're talking about this today because it just it's like a full circle moment. Like how do we help people navigate this, this situation where, you know, I, I've only seen, well, I've seen the inside of a jail but that's another story because I was in a band and we played as <laughs> that, but, but like, I've only seen jail life on TV, right? And yeah. so, you know, you, you think about how disruptive it feels uh, to the person experiencing it, but what about to their employer? What about to their former co workers? <laughs> what about to customers? So yeah. on and so forth. So long-winded rabbit trail story short i haven't seen this in my consulting years or in my corporate years but it sounds like you have and so this is this is really your spotlight it's awful what's <laughs> because no, do I, I don't want to i don't want to overreach
1: no it's i i i think it's A topic that's definitely worth chatting about because I think that we can help a lot of people uh, who encounter this type of situation. And I think the first thing, you know, I I'd suggest is as an employer uh, to try to remove the, you know, kind of the stigma or the emotional aspect tied to, oh, my gosh, like this employee's in jail. And completely change your entire, like, view of that person. Because first and foremost, there's a big difference between being accused and being convicted, right? So I think just because somebody's been jailed doesn't necessarily mean that they're convicted, right? So they they may be awaiting bond. But when it comes to kind of the logistics of, like, well, how do we navigate their employment I think it depends on a wide variety of things, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. And The first one would be, um, number one, making sure that from an employer's standpoint, you understand your legal requirements um, and um, options that are specific to your state and your city, right? The ones that apply to this team member specifically, because they do vary too widely for us to say, just do this. Um, So first, it's understanding that. Uh, But beyond, like, once you get past that, you have to ask yourself, like, what are our options, right? And as an employer, like, certainly an option to consider would be allowing this individual a leave of absence if it's anticipated that there's going to be some sort of update uh, that may allow this individual to return to work soon, right? So. Um, In a case of somebody who's just awaiting bail and expected to go to court soon and find out the the outcome, it might be allowing them to use any PTO that they have um, and then potentially putting them on a paid leave. And if you don't have policies written, Joey, having policies like an unpaid leave or discretionary leave would be such a great option in this case and it may allow the team member to take care of what they need to and get back to work and then everybody wins right
0: yeah i I think it's um it's it's a it's a a a conversation of you know keeping the dignity of the employee keeping the continuity of your business and remaining legally compliant uh so uh, there are a lot of aspects to this conversation that we have to tackle, uh, and having policies in place ahead of time is a is a great mm-hmm. way to make sure that you're dotting your I's and crossing your t's before before something like this comes up.
1: Yep, and every situation is different, so I, I would definitely encourage those that are listening and kind of thinking about this to make sure that they're evaluating this on a case-by-case basis. Because a different scenario that I've actually run into is team member doesn't show up to work. Another shift goes by, team member doesn't show up to work. So, you know, manager, other teammates start calling around and finds out, oh, no, this team member's actually in jail and they won't be showing up to work for probably some time. The problem here is, like, this is hearsay at this point, right? We don't have any, like, concrete evidence to know this for certain. However, if you have a no-call-no-show policy in your handbook and you haven't heard from this individual, then it is absolutely safe to proceed with termination so long as it's consistent with your practice and your policy. And in the case that I was mentioning, that's exactly what happened, When the individual was released, of course, they reached out, said, hey, really sorry. I'd love to come back if you'll have me. They had a discussion and reinstated the team member because they felt like that was the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, guys, I could think of, um, you know, questions that might come up after this, right? And and we didn't script this, but, um, you know, follow-up questions might be like, what, what should we do if, if a person has to, you know, stand trial or, uh, what should we do if, um, if, if we, yeah, let's start with that. What, what do you think we should do if, if, a, if we have, if a person has to stand trial, uh, mm-hmm. to offer intermittent leave, do they take PTO, you know, not to put you on the spot, but I can imagine that being another, a follow-up.
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to one of the specific items I mentioned previously. And I think you do have to take it on a situation by situation basis, because to me, it would depend on the nature of the crime that they're going to trial for. And I think, you know, the organization would really need to have a good understanding of, you know, is this trial Um, going to significantly impact their ability to do their job, you know? um, Did they violate any company policies? Um, Is the crime against the company, right? So these are all things that I think would weigh into the decision-making and, uh, of course, uh, taking into first consideration the compliance requirements on a state-by-state basis. But, you know, I think if there is a If there is an option for the team member to continue to work, then truly that is the best outcome for everybody. So um, I think if we can get there, that should be the goal. Um, But I also understand that some organizations have specific needs, specific requirements, um, you know, depending on what the crime is and the demographics of the employees and the work that they do, there may be a legitimate reason to say, like, we're, we're not comfortable continuing with employment and then evaluating different options that make sense at the time.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you know, gosh, I, there are probably other questions that could come up. And I think the best place to do that is to check out our website, which is jumpstart-hr.com and uh, schedule a 15-minute chat with us to see how we can help your business. Uh, In addition, we offer prepaid HR services. So if you have a a quick project that needs uh, tackled, you know, you can prepaid for 10 hours of our services on our website, jumpstart-hr.com forward slash shop. And that'll allow you to see the prepaid option as well as other offerings that we have recruitment, employee handbook creation, employee handbook review, so on and so forth. So uh, we'll, we'll tie a bow on this episode here. And thank you so much for tuning in. Summer, as always, thanks for your your expert insights. Uh, really uh, continue to enjoy joining these shows together. And uh, if you liked it, leave a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe, share with your friends. And until next time, have a great week.
1: Thanks, Joey. Thank you, everyone.